Hey everybody, welcome to Weezer Has Turned and Left Us Here. We're back for another episode. Oh my god. And that was only the first time you did that intro. I didn't I didn't fuck up this time. Nobody Could, will ever know if that's true though. Patting myself well, one person will we'll get to him later. <laughs> yeah, um, we actually have a guest today, but we'll I we'll introduce him in a second. But isn't we're making this... him listen silently. <laughs> but I'm so I'm so excited for a reason that will become clear. When we introduce him. Well, and maybe this is all very vague, but whatever. Um, yeah, we're Weezer has turned and left us here. Did you mention that? Or I did. You asked me that. Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like the, our, our podcast title just goes in one ear and out the other. Did you say that every week? <laughs> <laughs> Look, my memory is not good. All right. Well, so, um, how is your week going, sir? Oh, you know, oh, every week it's just me sighing and being like, Ugh, <laughs> life is just, it's just difficult. No, no, um, it's fine. Uh, I, it's, it's funny though, cause I don't know if we're going to talk about, this is Weezer related the thing I'm going to say, but you had mentioned that you listened to Maladroit today and yeah. I have like a 45 minute commute home. Actually, it ended up being like an hour. So I actually ran out of out of album uh but i listened to maladroit on the way home too and i thought just speaking of memory and how bad my memory is now i i actually did remember a lot of the lyrics i listened to it like a couple months ago too when we started the podcast yeah. but i hadn't really listened to it since i was like in college so i remember a lot of the lyrics and then a lot of them i just don't and then it's like no matter how many times i listen to a song i can't really remember the lyrics to it anymore <laughs> So I was just thinking about how like when you're older and by older, I mean in your thirties, your memory just doesn't work because there's no reason for it to work. Like you're not in school. You don't have to remember anything. You just start kind of like, it's like a slow decline into, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, slow decline into <laughs> insanity. <Yeah. laughs> slow decline into starting a bunch of podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I don't really have any week updates, uh, yeah. but the, that was my update from today. That's, yeah, I, that was my excitement for today. I listened to Maladroit and I was like, I remember Dope Nose and that's about it. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> it well, is I, memorable. I, keep, I remember it? Keep Fishing mainly, oh, mm-hmm. mainly because of listening yeah, to it over and over again. Last week's episode. For, I think that was last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they all start to be the same in your head. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what, what else has been going on with you? Um, not just work stuff I can't really talk about. <laughs> and, We're uh, exciting, exciting people. Yeah. Uh, buying more baseball caps. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bought another one today, which I should not do. But hey, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I don't think we have anything else. Should we no. just get, <laughs> we get really to our? We we live boring lives. That's why we have podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we just get to our guest? Yeah. So, I kind of know him. He's <laughs> I know him from Twitter. Um, Pete, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, guys. How are you doing? Is that a good introduction? Yeah, no, that's fine. That that is that is my name. So there we go. Do you go with Peter? Peter? I, I tend to go by Peter, but I don't oh. really care. Um, that my my Twitter handle is a is a an old joke that refers to like. An, did, did you guys ever read the comic Akewood? I didn't. No. Okay. There is an online webcomic called Akewood, and it's a complicated old joke. But anyway, it's not that interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is so cool because Matt and I knew each other on the internet for a long time before we ever met or started a podcast. So this is like really fitting that we have someone from the internet on our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, like I said, we really only know each other through Twitter. Although, I mean, we, we have met once before although it took me like it took me years to actually oh, I make this now. connection um so i know the exact date that we met um, what? we met on may 4th 2012 yes um, i know at, i know that too at a, at a at a baseball game uh because i and i know that date because it was the i was on my first date with my wife and, oh, wow. and and Matt recognized my wife um, from, <laughs> from the Twitter. internet, from Twitter, <laughs> and like introduced himself. And then years later, I just had this like dawning, you know, kind of like shower thoughts moment where I was like, oh, that's FBI hop. That's who that was. <laughs> and so and funny. I, the reason when you said May 4th, I remembered it because it was Star Wars Day yeah, exactly. at the baseball yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. So they had the whole, um, the 501st or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, um, that the stormtrooper thing came in and they did their their thing at the baseball game. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that, Matt. That you have a reason to remember the date too, because <laughs> obviously Pete does. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. When when he when he said May Fourth, I'm like, oh, he, I know where he's going. And then he said it's his first date. Nope, I did not know where he was going. No, no, no. Yeah, no. There's just a particular the reason first I date. remember. Wow. That. Yeah, yeah. First date. So you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. I I actually like I give you primary credit for the fact that I have a long-standing relationship. Why couldn't you reciprocate? Why couldn't you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One of these days. One of these days. We'll have to go to a baseball game together, and I'll return the karma. Is that the run into each other in the bar in the weird bar? Yeah, in the weird upstairs bar. Yeah. Well, also we should state that you guys both. Well, maybe this is obvious because of the previous story, but you guys both live in Albuquerque. Yes, that is true. I'm in Los Angeles. So I'm the only one who's who's left out. Right, and you New said Mexico you're from. You're from uh, uh, Walnut Creek originally? Well, yeah, I was born there. Okay. Yeah. And then you lived in Davis. I remember. Yes. I, I listened mm-hmm. to the first one. So uh, the company that I work for actually has an office in Walnut Creek. What? And my aunt, who has who passed away a few years ago, was a professor at UC Davis for a long time. Oh, so wow. I like knew exactly both places <laughs> you were talking about. That's so funny. That was funny, yeah. I that was like, oh, really wow, funny. weird connections. Anyway. <laughs> so we... You know, I, I'm sure the people who are listening for Weezer stuff are thinking, "Why are you talking about this sure. Star Wars and relationships <laughs> and stuff?" We're, although I guess Weezer and Star Wars probably the fa- there's a big overlap in fans. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we had you on. Be- we'll get into why we had you on later. Yes, there's an interesting thing. But uh, I just want to start with saying, you know, when's the first time that you heard of Weezer? Um, I mean, I, I think it's. Probably the the Buddy Holly music video. Like a lot how, of how people, old are you? Like I am thirty four. So oh, okay. yeah, I'm, you're older I'm a, than us. Yeah, well, a little barely. Bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe like it, a, maybe a couple. What, when's your birthday? I guess a- April 29th. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so you're so, like yeah, three, so you're like three months, months older. older. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're all basically the same age, yeah. unless. So the Buddy Holly video was it on TV? Did you see the yeah. ninety five thing? I think so. Yeah. Um. That's just what I, I remember. Because I, you know, I'd seen on Nick at Night, um, uh, 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 God, what's that show called? Happy, Happy Days. Days. Happy Days. Yeah, I'd seen Happy Days, and I remember seeing that and being like, "Oh, it's Happy Days!" Like, <laughs> and also, I love this song now, and so I started listening to the band, and they were on, you know, the local alt station, The Edge, um, played them all the time, and <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of how I got into them. But yeah, back when it was one hundred seven point nine. Hey, we have a seven one hundred seven point nine. I wonder if it's just like. At the end of the, do you have the thing where it's like in the in the beginning, it's like classical music at the beginning of the radio classical stations? Classical and college rock. Yeah, but, I wonder yeah. why. Also, Maybe it's because the, the frequency can't reach. Well, I don't the, know. How radio the edge also moved to one hundred four point seven later in our yeah. lives, like Ooh. in the around two thousand. But <laughs> I, I always I always wondered if they called it the edge because it was at the. A yeah. very edge of the uh, like the frequency spectrum there. Yeah, I always I wondered think it's if that was KTEG why. also. Oh, uh, okay. So that makes sense. Look, um, people don't listen to the radio anymore. They listen to podcasts. Oh, they're going to say people don't listen to this podcast for weird radio talk. <laughs> no, they do. <laughs> for 20-year-old call sign changes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, Reveal, um, revealing our age. <laughs> We've already said it. So, it's um, true. But uh, yeah, so, so Buddy Holly. And then did you go out and buy the Blue Album? Yeah, definitely. I, it was like one of the first CDs I owned. I mm. remember um, it was, you know, it was it was like that and like Metallica, the Black Album and stuff like that. Were like <laughs> very the, similar. Yeah, the CDs that I had as a ten year old or whatever, whatever, however old I was at the time. But yeah, uh, and I just I really fell in love with that record in particular, and you know, I, it's one of those that I still will just bust out and listen to once in a while, and I listen to some of their other stuff too, but. You know, I've just always hung on to blue, mm-hmm. I guess. It's just, it's it's one of those that just really holds uh, that kind of special place. Yeah, yeah. I think you've, you've probably heard us talk about how we oh, both yeah. think it's mm-hmm. a perfect album. I would know? completely agree with that. Except for, you know, some of the lyrics don't age very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one song whole, in particular. Only, yeah, only the, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, only no one else. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I've... I've I actually, after you guys uh, said that, I like went back and listened to it because it had been a while, and I was like, "Ooh, wow!" <laughs> but like when a but song is so catchy, yeah, it really is. When a song is like that, do you think that as long as people look at it critically and say he's saying something terrible about himself and admitting that he has these terrible thoughts, or or are there people out there who listen to it and they're like, "Yeah, me too," and they don't they don't get that it's wrong, and that's the problem with that song. Because I, I had read some interview with Rivers where 
no one else he's like oh that's about how much of an asshole i am in a relationship and then uh the next song the world has turned and left me here is about you know how i'm an asshole and then everyone leaves and i don't know why so it's almost like he knew he was an asshole when he wrote that song but if nobody else knows that or if some people don't get that then that's what makes the song dangerous or problematic i guess I mean, I, I think that's a classic problem with, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, artistic properties like that, where you have the people who who sort of connect to things in the wrong way, you know, like the yeah. whole crowd that likes Fight, Fight, Club. Fight Club for really, really <laughs> incorrect reasons, um, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I think you get a little bit of each on that. I mean, and, and Rivers, Rivers does that throughout, mm. I mean, their discography, too. I mean, a lot of what's on Pinkerton is pretty troubling if you really think about it um but i don't know i mean is it is it bad that he's at least being honest about it you know i don't know um that's that's the thing i'm always wondering because obviously like i listen to pinkerton now and i'm just like uh, i don't know but i'm like it's so good though and it's so honest and yeah it's it's it has issues but would you rather he just not say that and then you get something like I don't know, Maladroit, which you don't know what that's about. No, yeah. yeah um, any of their albums since then. Well, all of them, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, and that's kind of what makes Pinkerton special, though, is that raw honesty of, you know, sort of bearing his soul, which I think is why it's, you know, initial critical and commercial failure was really, you know, it was really hard on him. Because, you know, he... he basically became a hermit for like five years didn't he you know like he went i know he went to harvard during that time but from what i understand he basically like locked himself in an apartment essentially and like didn't talk to anybody for a long time because that was like really damaging to him which you can understand like i don't know yeah If if you really put yourself out there on on a record like that and the world's response is that it is trash and has no value then you know if you're already the kind of person who's that you know, who's, who's insecure in the ways that he makes very clear on those records, then, you know, that's going to be pretty, that's going to be pretty tough. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. He felt like the world turned and left him there. (laughs) Yeah, literally. There you go. Um, So, you know, his own songs were kind of just proving them, proving themselves right. Did you, do you remember going out and buying Pinkerton or listening to any of that when it came out? Yeah. See, Pinkerton is one that I like came to later. I, I didn't even really, uh, for whatever reason, I don't remember that I even understood that Pinkerton existed until like much later in high school. Like, uh, for whatever reason, I completely missed that that happened. And then <laughs> Green came out and Maladroit came out. And then I was like, oh, there's this other one um, that I don't know anything about. And I remember picking it up and really being blown away. And then realizing that some of the songs that I'd heard um, when I saw them on the. I think it was, it had to have been the Maladroit tour in like 02. Um, was it here or, in Albuquerque? Yeah, it was at the convention center. Yeah, that's the one I went. Yeah, oh, yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. This is the only time they've ever been in Albuquerque. No, I was going to say, you guys were at the same since, show. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely. That's pretty common in Albuquerque. It's like, I don't know if you were at this one, but I know there are. I meet a lot of people in my life who are around my age and who have lived in Albuquerque and we were all at the same tool show at Tingley Coliseum in 2003. There. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I, I kind of figured you would have been because basically everybody I know um, around my age group was at that concert and it's just like, oh yeah, we were all there. So <laughs> you guys could have met previously and not known or like passed each other. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. and I think, did you go to Rio Rancho? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I went to Rio Rancho too, so... <laughs> so- we're, we're, We've been passing weird, ships like, in the night for a long time. Yeah, yeah. this is very yeah. Albuquerque, though. <laughs> yeah, because so our our cl- our graduating class had like what five six hundred people. Oh so, yeah, I mean the so it's student like pe- people are asking, "Oh, do you know this person? They went to your ranch." I'm like, "Dude, I knew like twenty people." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, it's like yeah, I graduate. Even people I graduated with, I'm like, yeah, us and you know twenty five hundred other people in the school. Like you know, I don't know. Like there's so many people there. It's easy to miss people at that school. So, <laughs> did did you go on and keep listening to Weezer? Did like you listen to Green album? Oh yeah, Green Maladroit. I think I kind of started to fall off um, in college um, when I just wasn't buying albums as much because I was in college and I was poor. Um, and <laughs> Spotify didn't exist yet, you know? And, uh, so but, but there's Kazaa like a gap did. in there. Cause oh, I yeah. did. Yeah. Cause and LimeWire. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, so I've gone back and listened to some of them like, um, 
some of the ones that I missed, but you know, uh, yeah, I sort of fell out of like really being like paying attention to everything they did after, I think it was after Maladroit really. And mm-hmm. kind of kind of dabbled back Seems in. Like we all have the same trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But were you, uh, were you on or at least aware of the Weezer message boards? <laughs> I was not, I was a message board guy like in high school, but I was, uh, I didn't even know that there was a Weezer one, you know? Yeah. So alas, Dang, that could have been another weird I connection. Know, right? Yeah, almost. We got so close. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we were talking about high school, and I think that when, when we put out the call on Twitter saying, hey, if anybody has some Weezer thoughts, why don't you come on the podcast? And you said, well, me and my friend, we, uh, me and my friends, we did a string tribute to Weezer. <laughs> in, in high school, in yeah. In high school, yeah. So what, what, so that, was that all Blue Album stuff then? It was all. So the, we recorded four songs. Um, we recorded, uh, My Name is Jonas, The World Has Turned and Left Me Here, uh, Sweater Song, and Only in Dreams. Ooh. And, Ooh. um, it actually started out as, um, so, you know, we were all in orchestra together. I've played the violin since I was like eight years old. Um, and I was in the Albuquerque Youth Symphony and all that stuff. And these other two guys, Brian Gates and Nick Condon, um, were both. Shout in out those. to them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they were they were in orchestra with me. And uh, Matt, did you ever see the Rio Rancho High School Orchestra? Nope. Okay. Did I'm you not ever see the Rio Rancho High School soccer team? No. <laughs> yeah. See. Um, but, uh, Our high school well, is big. Point. <laughs> Point being, um, so our orchestra was bad. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I could tell the difference between a bad high school orchestra and a good high school orchestra. Fair enough. Especially fair enough. back then. So as as seniors, um, we, me and these other two guys, so I was the violinist, um, Brian played viola, and Nick played uh, stand-up bass. And we were mostly, we were actually pretty good musicians, Um and we were really, really bored in orchestra all the time. And also because of the block schedule and zero hour, we were in orchestra for like two and a half hours every single day, oh, yeah. you know, playing music that any of us could have played in eighth grade, but we were seniors kind of stuff. <laughs> and so we basically convinced our teacher to let us go and like do something else uh, for an hour, like every day in class. And so we would go into another room and... Um, and mostly it was just an excuse to not be in there is kind of what it started out as, yeah. and, you know, and just fuck off um, and do do literally anything else. But one day we were just sitting in there, we had our instruments out and um, Brian started playing on his viola, plucking the intro to My Name is Jonas, you know. So then we all just we just busted our instruments out and we just figured out how to play it. <laughs> That's like, so cool. You know, so Nick Nick played, um, you know, just started playing the bass line and I sort of did the lyrics slash like lead guitar parts, um, and we sort of sat there and figured it out and we were like, Oh, that was fun, like let's keep doing that. Um, and so we we just eventually learned these other these other three songs, um, and it actually became a thing that at future orchestra concerts we would actually come out and like play first, and <laughs> we would play those songs, and so then be like, "Oh, this is what this is going to be," and then yeah, nope. <laughs> and and then no, a very a very bad version of the William Tell overture happened next, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, so then some other friends of ours um, who were in their guitar class kind of got wind of this. And they ended up recording it for us as like their class final project because uh, they had to do a recording project. And so we actually got like a, we recorded and like had CDs of this of these four songs that we that we recorded. Um, and then we actually took a photograph next to just next to a wall. And I had a copy of Photoshop because my dad <laughs> taught at UNM. And so I just opened up Photoshop and like 
pixel by pixel erased the entire oh, wow. background <laughs> and then used the blue color from the the blue album and then we like printed out little inserts wow. for the for the jewel cases and we had these little albums uh so I've actually when, been when was the last time you heard it oh years man I was actually I was looking around to see if I could find it um, I think Brian might still have a copy. I hit him up and he's looking for it and he found the jewel case, but not the CD. Oh. Um, so we're, we're still, we, we, I, I sent an email to Nick to see if he has it and can like rip the MP3s and send them to me. Cause I'd love to hear it. Cause it's probably been a decade since I've heard it. Yeah. That point, would be you know? so, I w- if you find it before this episode comes out, maybe we could like put a clip of yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd love, I, I w- that's really why I was frantically going through like <laughs> old hard drives to be like, maybe I ripped it at some point. It's, and- it's somewhere you're going to find it the day after this comes out. <laughs> oh, naturally. That's exactly how that stuff well, then, works. Then you put it on Bandcamp and we'll put a link to it. All right. There you go. <laughs> So, what we actually did is we actually got a copy and we like wrote a letter to like the Weezer fan club wow. and like sent them a copy of it. Um, mm. We never heard anything back. I wondered if Rivers ever listened. I've yes. always <laughs> really do. It, it or does, Carl probably listened. It yeah. kind of feels like something they would have done. Like, I don't know. So, hypothetically, they actually received a copy of this at one point in 2003. So um, you're saying we should be asking them to look for yeah. it because we know yeah. that they have it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As um, Carl out there, he's like, Carl, you, we know you have it out there. He probably would have it if he got it, and he, he probably filed it somewhere. He seems very organized. Yeah, or a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> That's so cool, though. So when you would play it, uh, like before your actual recital did, cause you know, it's always like parents in the audience. Mm-hmm. Did they understand what it was? Oh no, not at all. They had <laughs> no idea. Like they were just like, Oh, some nice, most of them asked to like, did we write that? And we're like, no, they're Weezer songs. Like <clears throat> these are popular is, songs. These are popular songs that get played on the radio. Um, but yeah, yeah, we always, we just had a ton of fun doing it, you know, and just sitting there and, you know, literally just figuring them out. There wasn't, you know, this was, before there was a lot of like you know sheet music and tab for mm-hmm. famous songs that you could find on the internet so we would just literally sit there and like just play it and like we would we had you know a little sony walkman cd player disc man and then like listen to part of it and be like oh, okay that's like how that transition goes um did you write any of the notes out or did you just do it from memory it was just totally by memory oh, cool. yeah we just memorized i mean we it was one of those things where that part was a little easy because we did know those songs so well because mm-hmm. we were all you know Obsessed. huge fans of the record yeah i'd listened to it a million times like you know sad guy high schooler had uh, a lot a lot of a lot of sad times listening to only in dreams and like being like it feels so much <laughs> i'm a nice guy why don't, why don't you want to date me yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah no go run away run away <laughs> then you re- then you hopefully realize a decade later oh that was bad yeah, only yeah, in dreams exactly. only in dreams is a beautiful song and yeah. it's probably one of the least problematic weird no. songs oh yeah, yeah that, that that was just problematic of being a a high school male in <laughs> 2000. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Or I guess just a male in general. <laughs> yeah, let's, we can be super broad a with that. A male in any year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um what other kind of music were you listening to? Like you mentioned Tool and it seemed like everyone So I'm guessing it was like Rage Against the Machine and that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, um, Rage Against the Machine, Radiohead, Nine Inch Nails. Um, you know, a lot of stuff on the radio. But I also I I started really getting into um, uh, I started really getting into like the Velvet Underground and stuff like that in oh, high yeah. school. Um, so that was a, a big big thing for me. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm one of those people who will listen to. I, there's not a, like a genre that I don't listen to at least some of. You know, I have bad things to say about the vast majority of like pop country these days, but <laughs> there's some there's some gems here and there. You know, that yeah, pop like, up. like uh, old, 
Like Old Town Road? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be relevant when this comes out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, can somebody, I know this is like a little off topic, but whatever. Um, can somebody explain Old Town Road to me? Like, I've heard <laughs> it, but is it a meme? I don't understand what it is. <laughs> oh, it's an actual song. It is, but like, why is it well, this, this an guy, internet thing? Lil Nas X was like, he ran a Nicki Minaj, like, Stan account, uh-huh. basically. And then he made, he found this, he bought this beat off of some dude from Europe, I think. And he decided to make a country song out of it. And, uh, and then the way that he got it popular was he just spammed it everywhere from like his Twitter account oh. on Reddit and all these places. And then it became, he went, he tried to make it a meme and he succeeded. Oh. And once it succeeded, it hit the country charts. And then once it hit the country charts, the country people were like, this isn't country. So they took it off the charts. <laughs> so then he, you know, and then there, you start getting in. You start getting into all the race stuff, of mm-hmm. course, because he's a young black dude. And uh, but then Billy Ray Cyrus is like, "I will do a, I'll do a verse on this to make it more country." So Whoa. he did, and then now Lil Nas X has a career. Okay, I didn't know like most of that. That's <laughs> well, fa- so. I'm weird extremely when, online. <laughs> when people like tr- like people trying to make memes is now a thing because memes used to just happen. Or I guess they? they still do. I don't know. Well, <laughs> or no, did somebody t- make them? Wait, were you telling me that Pizza Rat was fake? I think you were the one who told me, or somebody told me that. Yeah, I yeah. think that Pizza Rat was like a uh, staged. Yeah, I read that. Uh, of course, uh, that could be wrong too because it's the internet. Who knows? Somebody <laughs> could be lying about it being fake. There could be a, f- a false flag about it being a false flag. This isn't really a Weezer podcast. It's a <laughs> it's a Old Town Road podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, there's a video of him going and performing it in like a, an elementary school. Oh, I saw and, that. Yeah, like they're every, losing their shit. Oh yeah, they're totally losing their minds. It's literally <laughs> the greatest moment of all those children's lives. Like Christmas be damned. Like um, it's my, nuts. My favorite is like the five kids that don't know the song and they're just standing there <laughs> and looking around like, what the hell is going on? While all these kids scream Those kids are me. At him. <laughs> yeah desperately wishing that they were a part of it you know because i don't know yeah it's fine every single one of them went and listened to it afterwards i'm sure so so you mentioned that you've listened to some recent weezer have you been listening to any of their really recent stuff like the teal album did you you know what are your opinions on what they're doing now like was that, this year was that the cover album? yes teal? yeah mm-hmm. um Boy, uh, what are my opinions of that? Um, I, I, it was honestly listening to that was like surreal almost because I was like, this is River's voice singing these songs. And it like I could not I, I had a hard time like marrying those two ideas in my head. Like, did you ever hear when they did a cover of um, when they did a cover of Paranoid Android years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I that online. And, and it was actually very well done, yeah. but just hearing that song with Rivers singing was like, I don't know, just a deeply strange experience. Those are two very distinctive voices. Yeah. Tom York and Rivers. <laughs> like, yeah, and wow, like I just now I want to hear Radiohead cover the sweater song. Ooh. So when you heard the Teal album, when, had you heard anything from them in the past 10 years? Uh, honestly, no, I really hadn't. Like, so you just heard Africa? Yeah, I just heard Africa and I was like, oh, right, Weezer is still a band. Like, which I guess is a reaction I had when, like, I heard Beverly Hills for the first time. I was like, <laughs> Oh, right. Like they're still doing things and I've just sort of turned and left them, I guess. um, Have you followed the rentals at all? Like, did you ever get into them after Matt left the band or when he was still in it? Uh, I, I I definitely listened to their first one quite mm-hmm. a lot. That's the one with um, uh, Friend with P, right? Yeah. Yeah. With P. I definitely used to listen to that a lot back in the day. Um, but I, I don't think I ever really listened. Didn't they release a new record recently, a couple years um, ago? I think, it, yeah, like two or three years ago, something, something like, like that. Something like that. Or maybe and like, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I, I guess, look it up. Yeah, I just never got around to it, I guess. Like, um, yeah. but I was very, very. That's called the re- the return of the rentals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was very into that back in the day as well. But that mm-hmm. that also came late. I don't think I heard that until I was in college. Actually, yeah, me either. Mm-hmm. like I didn't even realize it existed. Yeah, we did an episode about it, and the whole episode was me listening to it for the first time because I'd never heard it. <laughs> Oh, really? Until like a month ago. Oh, I'll have to go back and listen to that. I heard, that would be... I heard Friends of P and that was it. Like that was the only song I recognized. Sure. And I think that was my reaction to it when I threw it on too. Cause I was like, Oh, cause I was always, um, the guy who was like something fundamentally changed about Weezer after Matt Sharp left the band. Mm-hmm. Like it never really quite felt the same again, I guess, from a songwriting perspective. And so when I realized he had a, an album, I was like, Oh, I should, I should listen to the rentals. And then I actually recognized friend with P and just never made the connection prior mm. in my life that that was Matt Sharp. So, yeah, so their, their last album was 2014 was the okay. was lost in Alphaville. Okay. But they, and yeah, I believe cause I saw them not too, like I think 2015 maybe is when I saw them because it must've been right after that album came out or something. But I know that I, I mean, I keep following them because I feel like they're more like if you combine Matt and Rivers, you get the first two Weezer albums. But when they split off, I feel like Matt is more of the sound I like. Yeah. If you were to like he was like more of what made Weezer Weezer, which is weird. I don't know if that's true, but uh, it it makes sense to me, though, because, you know, like um, when when I hear I think I first started to sort of formulate that idea after I'd heard that Rentals album. And I was like, oh, he was like a much bigger part of the songwriting process than I really realized before this. Like his contributions to that sound were just a lot bigger than I was just, you know, it was that classic, you know, auteur kind of a thing where I just assumed that it was all rivers because, you know, particularly when you're young and you don't you know, understand the collaboration that goes on in, in a band, really. Um, you just assume that, oh, the front man is the guy or whatever, you know, and particularly with Rivers, because he's also playing, you know, he's playing all the lead guitar parts. Like, mm-hmm. he's not just singer and rhythm guitarist. Like, he's the one playing guitar solos and, and all that stuff. So, you know, I really just lent that auteurism to, to him and then, hearing the rentals later, I was like, Oh, Matt actually was a huge part of what, what those first two records sounded like and, and felt like. Yeah. It really makes you wonder too, because you know, rivers, everything he's done since Pinkerton sounds a little bit different every time. So then you're like, you know, then I wonder like, Oh, what is his sound? Because if Matt was responsible for a lot of the sound of the first two albums, maybe rivers wasn't, Maybe that wasn't River's sound. What is his sound? I don't know. Well, and and, and I think you're exactly right because it, it has just sort of evolved, but it doesn't, I don't know, like the progression of their sound after that doesn't feel necessarily like it has like a cohesive, like a progress that you can follow. You're like, oh, well, on this album, I can sort of hear where they're playing with these ideas that then become more prominent on the next record and things like that. It always felt sort of like, Oh, okay. This is what Weezer sounds like now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like he goes into the new projects thinking, this is what I want to do. And then he molds everything around that instead of making it the other way around where you start making the stuff and realize where you're going. Like he knows, he, he knows his destination. He just tries to get there somehow. Their sound isn't evolving naturally, like, like going in one direction. (laughs) <laughs> Not the band One Direction, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it's like did, all did over the place. Did you do a string tribute to One Direction? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but you know, it's like he's going this way and then this way and then this way. It's like kind of all over the place. So it's not like how a lot of bands, they kind of just, you know, go and you, like you can track the evolution of the sound over time. Yeah, this I mean, is go- like you yeah. never know. Yeah, I mean, going back to Radiohead, you can listen to OK Computer and then, you know, Kid A kind of makes sense as being the next record. She's like, oh, they started sort of playing with these ideas while still retaining a lot of the sound from the bends, and they started playing with these new ideas, and then they went full, like, much more fully in that direction, and that's how Kid A happens, you know? So mm-hmm. Weezer doesn't feel like that, really. I mean, there is a little bit of a... Because, I mean, even Blue to Pinkerton, 
is kind yeah. of a jarring mm-hmm. thing because Blue is very much, a, you know, it's a power pop record. I mean, I, it, yeah, I think it's like a not a typical, but it's like a very common thing where a band has their big power pop and then they decide, no, I have to go darker now. Yeah. And, uh, they ended up doing that in, in a well, way that nobody really wanted. Well, and introducing <laughs> a time. lot of like stranger into instrumentation and sort of oddly constructed songs, you know, El Scorcho is, can you even imagine like El Scorcho from the blue album, you yeah. know, like it's <laughs> such a departure mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, but, yeah, I, but I forget it, who it was. I think it was Brian that was mentioning, you know, when people are asking him about going back to the Blue Album, he's like, well, you have to realize, like, we're a lot better musicians now. Mm-hmm. So I think that part of it is they can play better, so they want to do more. Right. More. <laughs> like more of, ambitious stuff or more, like, challenge themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they want to use all the things they know. And, like, you know, the Blue Album's a really simple album. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just guitars and, you know, singing, <laughs> you know, just typical rock stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, then they decide to go with all the bells and whistles and weird Beverly Hill stuff. <laughs> well, and which, I mean, and, and sometimes wanting to, you know, at least in my opinion, a lot, a lot of times that, that, oh, I have to show off what I can do ends up being detrimental to the songwriting process because it becomes, what you're doing becomes less about being in service to the song and more about in service to look at how I can shred now, you know, mm-hmm. like I learned to tap. So now I have to tap on this album rather than like, oh, this is actually a natural spot where that would feel good. Going back to the string album, did you guys ever consider (laughs) doing more songs or other, like, I guess you said you hadn't listened to Pinkerton or you had by high school? We had, we had at that point, Mm -hmm. we knew Pinkerton. Um, I mean, basically what's, so there's a bit, that's a bit of two answers there. So, I mean, one part of it is, you know, we graduated and I, and I moved to California and went to school in California. Huh. Um, Where did then, you go? Uh, California Lutheran in Thousand Oaks. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, but actually, um, Brian and I have actually collaborated in other bands after college with Brian and Nick. Um, so we have actually played together mm-hmm. since in, in bands playing original music, so... That's um, cool. Like playing playing violin. Uh, no, I play the bass guitar mainly now, Ooh. actually. So so um, you're Matt Sharp. I yeah yeah exactly. Well, well every mean, time you say Brian, I keep thinking you're talking about Brian from Weezer. <laughs> oh right, sorry. Yeah, my my friend Brian. Um, but uh, yeah, we were in we were in a couple bands together, and um, uh, Nick actually part owns a little recording studio in town um, these days, and I go over there and hang out with them. Sometimes they have a he and another guitarist I've worked with have have an act that that does some stuff, and so I don't know. They're all just they're all people that are sort of still part of that music oh, community so cool. with me, and we just have sort of hung on to that throughout the years and keep doing things together. So um, yeah, so kind of a yes and no. Like we hmm. did do more music together, but we never yeah we never returned to that. Um, I you know we've. We've covered Weezer songs in other bands live, but, you know, as a more traditional, like, you know, we have the same instrumentation going on and, you know, we'll bust a Weezer song out once in a while. Um, Have you considered covering Africa? (laughs) (laughs) Covering Weezer's version of Africa or covering the... (laughs) Well, they're the same. same. So So until about six months ago, I was in a a really long-lived cover band that played like the casino circuit around here. Um, and we actually thought about doing Africa because it was so it was so popular, and we were like that would be funny, and people would people would be entertained by that. And we we definitely were like we would do the Weezer version because like that's too ridiculous to not do. Um, and when you're playing in a casino and stuff like that, that's uh, you know that's what the people want. Is they yeah. want to hear they want to hear Africa while they're putting money in slot machines and. <laughs> Drinking their beers and smoking cigarettes. They want to hear every song that was on the Teal album, pretty much, yeah. except for maybe Waterfalls. Yeah. Or not Waterfalls, No Scrubs. No, uh, I, I think No Scrubs was probably the one that struck me as really being the weirdest on that whole. I remember hearing No Scrubs and being like, what? Like, what is happening? Rivers, who are you? Like. <laughs> Oh, this is not related to Teal album stuff, but it's related to Rivers being just incomprehensibly weird. Um, but but Matt, you I forget why, but I was looking at 
Rivers videos on YouTube. <laughs> I forget, I'm sure it was for something related to the podcast. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, and I found those videos of Rivers uh, taking dance lessons, and it's like. But it's like it's like like um what kind of dance would you call it's like it's boy like band cor- dancing. It's like boy band choreography. Yeah. And this is from like two thousand ten or something, and I was like, is what? he did he like incorporate these moves into his into his like show into Weezer shows? Or like why was he doing this? And you suggested maybe it was like for his wife or something. No, well no, I, I, I was trying to figure I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to yeah. figure it out also I'm like, I well I think it's just because Hey, I'm a I'm a rich guy that likes doing stuff, and I could hire yeah. this choreographer to come mm-hmm. and teach me how to do the dance from Rhythm Nation, <laughs> and which one of the one of the dances was, <laughs> and and then he does it like he does. I mean, he does better than I would. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, I mean, not not to. I was like, well, yeah, of course. No, 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 no. But I mean, he's still pretty awkward. But yeah. it takes a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of courage to film yourself doing that because I never, and then I would do it. Yeah, like, to put it, it on. It makes sense to film it to like show, like, sure. hey, hey, I'm, I'm improving, or hey, I need mm-hmm. to improve this. And it seems like he's very into that sort of, like, he's very into charting his progress. Yes, yeah. as we've seen with, mm-hmm. you know, we, we just released uh, an episode about as we recorded this about the. Uh, Soccer, how, mm-hmm. how much he loves soccer. I actually listened to that while I was setting up my oh. my microphone here. <laughs> yeah, and he has videos of him training, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of weird to videotape yourself, but also it's like I think that's his way of seeing his progress. So I, I mean, guess I don't it's know. the same thing with dancing, but I'm yeah. not sure what what he's progressing towards. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know why I'm complaining because I watched an eight minute video of him getting his haircut. But anyway, um, but I I love the part before Beto. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a part in one of the dance videos where he stops to tie his shoe during during one of this. <laughs> he leaves it in the video. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder, like, what's going through his head when he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna put this online now," mm-hmm. you know, like for the purpose of just our amusement. Just I don't know. I think he just likes the connection. He likes yeah. like always being, you know, like conversing with his fans in a way, and that's yeah. his way of. Feeling of sort of it. close to them and feeling yeah. like they might, you know, a way that they can feel like they know him a little mm-hmm. better, I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes it's sense. really interesting. Huh. I only found three dance videos. I, I have to go find more, this <laughs> now. That's too <laughs> he, good to leave alone. I mean, because what he, I mean, he, he videotapes himself doing, well, that's not weird, but he, <laughs> he, he tapes himself with a lot of uh, activities. That sounds even weirder. I, I, I don't know how to phrase this. <laughs> He well, takes like, himself like doing music and well, uh, doing like everyday and, yeah. things mm-hmm. or it, like, yeah. Cause we, we did talk in our social media episode about like finding, well, I guess I found like his old Snapchat stuff or I, I joined Snapchat to try and find it. Anyway, it's not important. Uh, the important thing is that, yeah, he, he likes just video. T- <laughs> well, you know, just doing like normal everyday stuff and as a fan or somebody who would have really loved that had I found it in college, but it's also like too much, you know, but I would have totally watched all of that in college. Cause it's like, Oh my God, I have to consume everything Weezer related, including this weird video of rivers getting his haircut. I always talk about how I'm glad that I grew up before the internet is what it is now. Hmm. Uh, like we were talking about message boards before, like that was the dawn of, you know, yeah. social media pretty much. Um, Oh yeah, and you were you were always very careful to not reveal anything about yeah. your actual yeah. identity back in the day. That was the never thing. post no, a picture no. of yourself, not even yeah. your name. Yeah, no. I mean, I I remember even sometimes questioning like, should I be referencing like where I live? That I'm like am in Albuquerque? Is that too weird? I don't know because my you know my parents were very convinced that the internet was going to get me murdered somehow. <laughs> so you know that was very much in my ear. You know when when uh you know when we were going through our ten thousandth free AOL CD or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, AOL CDs! I remember we used that. to. Because we'd get those AOL CDs, and then you know, in the mail, you just get them every day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we had a, a plum tree out back, and we'd hang them in the tree to scare <laughs> off the birds. See, did it work? Is... <laughs> I, I don't know, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> this is joy that today's kids will never know. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, do that with your Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> do that with your iPhones. <laughs> We're 33. We're talking like we're 63. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I mi- I miss those days though. I really do. I don't know why. <laughs> so, what were there other bands that you were obsessed? Like I meant, you know, I asked who you listened to, but like, were there bands that you were obsessed with more than Weezer? Um, I mean, Radiohead comes to mind. I mean, I guess that's kind of it's kind of a boring answer almost. It's like, you know, when somebody asks you like, what's the best band ever? And they're like the Beatles. And I'm like, okay, besides the Beatles, like everybody knows that. Like, but, um, I mean, it sort of depends on when you ask me, I was very, I was very much into like nine inch nails and tool and stuff in, in high school as well. Um, uh, I got really big into the punk rock scene too. Um, so I think like my very first concert that I went to, that wasn't my parents bringing me to a concert <laughs> with them was like the offspring, um, at, a probably at the convention center, honestly. Um, but I was not at that concert. <laughs> okay. There we go. <laughs> I did listen to the offspring, but I, don't, I guess I couldn't convince my parents to take me. Oh, I was going to say, um, you mentioned that you have seen Weezer. Was that the only time you'd seen them or have you seen them other times? Only time I've seen mm-hmm. them. Um, and I mean, they were, I, I would definitely go see them again. I've just never, gotten an opportunity to because i mean i remember that concert i remember uh in surf wax america like the oh, the whole crowd like jumping up and down like to that song and yeah oh, it was just yeah. a really fun time um i don't even remember who opened for them but, I, I remember uh, who was it was it? pete yorn pete yorn really because <laughs> i was i told the story one of the previous episodes, but uh, I remember the entire crowd was singing Weezer songs oh over. Oh God, him. I remember that. That's so <laughs> sad. That's brutal. But also, what a strange pairing, Pete Yorn and Weezer. I don't know. I feel like that doesn't make a ton of sense. But oof, man. Yeah, I remember that now. That's brutal. I now feel really bad about myself because I might have done <laughs> That's that. That's what I said too. Like I was like, man, we we're all assholes back yeah, then. Like, I was a terrible person. Good lord. <laughs> Oh, um, we all were. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> high schoolers. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's the only time I've ever seen them. I've, I would be very curious to check them out again. Uh, have either of you seen them recently? Not re- well. I guess I've probably seen them yeah, more the recently, recently than you because I saw them in like two thousand twelve. Wait, when would that have been? Two thousand ten. I saw them at a racetrack in San Diego. Oh, um, okay. It was weird. It was weird. It was definitely not a crowd of people that looked like me. It was like a bunch <laughs> of bros. <laughs> but they did play some of the Blue Album and, okay. you know. It was um, a bunch of Beverly Hills fans. Probably. Oof. And then, yeah, I, I mentioned this on an episode, but Rivers put on a blonde wig and did Poker Face. And I was just like what? really sad. <laughs> but it was a free show. I didn't pay to go to it. So oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and Pat was on guitar for a lot of it. Oh. And I think that was a time when maybe he was trying to do more guitar stuff in the band, okay. but I was just like, put him back on drums. I want to see Pat on drums. <laughs> Not to keep him in that spot or whatever, but I just wanted to see the band that I knew. But see, that's why I go and see the rentals because they sometimes do right. Weezer songs and it sounds really? like Weezer. Yeah, yeah, uh, a little bit. Um, They did when I saw them, because I saw them in like 2007 or 2006 or something okay and they i know they did i just threw out the love of my dreams which is amazing and i can't remember if they did any other weezer songs but it sounds like weezer when they do it interesting in in like a way that it did not sound like weezer when you saw them again in most at that racetrack or like i don't know it's probably because they played a lot of like newer songs when i saw them but i don't even remember what they played so. Well, and as we talked about, their sound is so all over the place these days. What is that? Yeah, what does it even sound like? Yeah, but, yeah. well, but as, as we we discussed, like when they play the Blue Album songs, it still sounds like the Blue it, Album. It does, but still, like yeah, seeing Weezer at like this giant racetrack outside <laughs> is really different from seeing the Rentals at a really really small venue inside in LA because the Rentals they don't have like big venues when they play; no. they're not that well known. So. That's almost like I prefer to see bands in that setting. And if they're going to play Weezer songs, that's more how I want to hear a Weezer song is in like a small venue, which right. I'll never get the chance to. <laughs> no, that's that's a thing of the past, oh, I guess. I do know Rivers. Oh, I should have gone to this, but I think it was like a year or two ago. Rivers played like a solo show in L.A. And I think it was in a small venue. It was like an acoustic thing. And I know people who went, but I did. I, I was like, yeah, I don't care. I don't want to see him. But now I'd be like, I would totally would go <laughs> just for the podcast, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, 
that's what I always say to Sarah. I'm like, you live in LA. You get to see every freaking, every band goes there. Nobody comes to Albuquerque. No. Yeah. I'm always, whenever somebody's touring that I want to see, you know, 80% of the time, I'm like, and eh, not coming anywhere near a school. Um, yeah. I don't know. But it's like, hopefully they're coming to Denver. We can drive up yeah. there. But the problem with everything coming here is that there's so much traffic and then you have to pay a lot for parking. So I don't like going out. <laughs> it's a shame. It really yeah. is. If only they would come to your living room. I know, right? Just play for you and the cats. They really can... should. Yeah, they really should respect you enough to uh, to do that for you. I would Maybe think. I'll just meet Rivers for soccer. <laughs> that sounded really weird. I don't play soccer, so it's weird. Um, we should all just go on the Weezer cruise. If if they have another Weezer cruise, I'm doing it. Except I hate I I've never been on a cruise and they scare me. So wait, what the is cruises, a, not Weezer. A Weezer cruise. <laughs> what is so, wait what? So like twice about probably like five six years ago now, um, maybe longer. They had like a cruise where it was half at least part of it was Weezer related. Like you got on and we you know Weezer and Weezer related acts played concerts and they had a. Weezer related, like Doug Benson was, I remember he did comedy on one of them. Like they had comedians wow. and stuff. Oh my God. And uh, they did it two years in a row. And yeah, then I'm they looking haven't done it, it since. Yeah. The Weezer cruise was an event where Weezer sailed on the carnival destiny from Miami to the island of Cozumel off of the Gulf coast of Mexico on January 19th to January 23rd, 2012. And seven years ago, Weezer performed three shows. The first being outside as the ship set sail. Sorry. That's such a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the first being outside is the ship set sail and the other two Pinkerton shows taking place in the Palladium Lounge indoors. Fans that played alongside Weezer were special guests Dinosaur Jr. as well as Sebado, Waves, The Antlers, woo, The Antlers, Yuck, Free Energy, Boom Bip, Jay Mascus, Lou Barlow. Jr. Yeah, he's the lead singer of Dinosaur Jr. Oh, okay. And Lou Barlow is in Dinosaur Jr. Oh, too. really? Keep yeah, Away, Ozma, Ozma, woo. The Nervous Records, The Knock, Sleeper Agent, and Yacht Rock Review. I haven't heard of many of those. Oh, my God. Midnight Movie with Brian. Fans could watch <laughs> a late night flick with Brian, Young Frankenstein, on the Lido deck via a giant screen. Many fans turned out in their Weezer Snuggies. <laughs> What a weird paragraph. I, wow. I uh, I really wish that I lived a life where I could say that I watched <laughs> Young, Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein with Brian in a Weezer Snuggie. Frankenstein. I am, I'm clearly leading not my best life <laughs> at this point. Oh, my but gosh. I, if they do another Weezer cruise, I am going. <laughs> like, I've never, like, like it's, I've never been on a cruise ship. I don't like the water. But Yeah. No, I, and, you know, and I... Do it. I I think you know I'm fine with Weezer. Like I I don't have any strong feelings about their recent stuff that much, but I would do it for just <laughs> just, just to do to it. Just to say that oh, you've done it. That's way too weird to pass up. Like. Oh my god! Couples could get together and have their vows renewed with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, then I could be see that. I could be there for the start of your relationship, and then for, yeah, then, exactly. then for renewing the vows. Yeah, exactly. We'll, um, yeah, we'll we'll do it on our. Hopefully, uh, with any luck, this means it'll it'll land on like our ten year anniversary or something like that, and then that'll be how we celebrate. <laughs> oh my god, this is so we, interesting. If there's anybody listening that was on a Weezer cruise, email us WeezerTurnPod at gmail dot com. Email us because I we want to have you on. I want to know about everything it. about that. Yeah, I, that's good content right there. <laughs> Holy mother! I, yeah. I I really do want to get Doug Benson on because I know he was on one of the Weezer cruises. Um, I think he'd have some interesting stories to tell. Oh yeah, that would be so interesting. And plus, he's funny, so he could just kind of talk the entire time, and we could just sit back and not do anything. <laughs> that's true. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not having to talk. Um. So do you have any final thoughts about Weezer? You know, like, I think like you, like, I don't have really strong feelings about their most recent stuff, but, uh, I mean, those first couple records are, you know, they're always going to be really, they just, they're always going to occupy like a really special place for me because of, you know, because I did that, you know, the weird string tribute stuff and, <laughs> um, but just cause it was, it, Blue particularly is just one of those albums that I have like a very specific emotional attachment to because of, you know, how old I was when I was, you know, 
listening to it so much I like wore my copy out but yeah um, you know uh, as as strange as their output continues today like they still released yeah I mean I would agree with you a, you know perfect album um, that really I think stands the test of time as well you know tr- go go to go to a party and with people roughly our age and you know put on the sweater song and literally everybody <laughs> in that room will know every single word to it you know mm-hmm. like it's just one of those it's really I just feel like I feel like they are really huge for like our generation. Our generation, yeah. Well, um, and there's one other thing that I wanted to ask you that came. How many albums do you think Weezer has put out? God, it's got to be more than ten at this point, right? Um, I'm trying to like count them in my <laughs> head, but I'm sure. All right, so one, two, three. <laughs> when, I, when we were talking about something earlier, I was looking up the discography. I'm like, I bet he has no idea about. At least three of these records. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say ten for fun. How close am I? It was thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> Wait, wow. wasn't it fourteen? It's thir- uh, thirteen. Oh, <laughs> so I just looked it up. See, I don't even know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm albums. sure. I've probably. I'm sure. If I looked at that, I would be like, I've never. I didn't even know this was ever released. You yeah. Know, Ratitude, um, Hurley. Everything will be oh, all right, right in the end. Yeah. That's funny because I'm act- I've never seen Lost before, and my wife and I just started watching Lost for fun. And so I'm like, oh, that's the guy from that cover of that Weezer album. <laughs> Got it. Funny. So like, I always just knew that he- it was like this dude on the cover of a Weezer album. And now I'm like, oh, Lost. Okay. Which Do you have any idea why he did that? Now that we're talking about no, it, no. But so I'm the, do, the, do the story. Know? Well, there there was also a, I was kind oh. of reading it where this isn't about why he was on there, but when they named it Hurley. They named it after the surf company. Okay. Not, not him, but then they got that album and they thought, or that album cover, they thought it was funny for some reason. (laughs) I guess that's, I mean, that's very rivers sense of humor. (laughs) I guess like, why not? No, I was just always curious about that. Um, Yeah. I didn't know that story either. That's, that's funny. Also that as always, that might be completely wrong. (laughs) I mean, I believe it though. Nobody fact check us. Um, well, I'm sure we'll have a whole episode about Hurley someday when we decide to listen to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you have if you have any more thoughts about Weezer? Uh, um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, my cat is trying to tell me that the podcast is over. Oh, is that what him. I can hear? <laughs> yeah, <My> that's. <laughs> I didn't know which one of you had a, well, I know that Sarah has cats. I didn't know which one of the, uh, my cat is sleeping on a box next to me. So yeah, she is, uh, she's all snoozed out. Oh, so cute. Oh, we all have cats. Oh yeah. My cats are actually being good for once. Um, well, except for right before the episode. Um, well, is there anything that you want to promote? Like you want to tell people your Twitter account or do you want to keep that <laughs> no, separate so your parents so. don't, uh, yeah, no. think I someone mean, will come and kill you. Y- you follow my Twitter <laughs> account. It's not that interesting. <laughs> we talk about baseball every once in a while. Basically. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the primary thing is, is baseball. But, um, no, um, yeah, I'm not even in any bands anymore. Actually, my my last band broke up, so I really don't have anything to promote at the moment. Well, Sarah has a Moog synthesizer and wants to be in a band. So. <laughs> there we go. Sounds like a plan. Let's record it overcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Sarah, where can yeah. people find you at uh, Twitter at Sarah and Julie Iyer, Instagram at Sarah Iyer. Since you know I have a cat, uh, might as well promote the Percast, which is my cat-themed podcast, and also my other podcast, The Bluth, The Whole Bluth, and Nothing But The Bluth, which is about Don Bluth animated films. So check that out. And Matt, where are you? I'm at FBI Hop on Twitter. It's really boring, but follow me anyway. Um, at FBI Hop on Instagram. Pictures of my cats. Pictures of uh, baseball caps. Um, you can find the podcast at Weezer Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. And, um, email us for, at Weezer yeah. oh, yeah, com, uh, at gmail.com. If you have ever been on the Weezer cruise, yes, please do it. Please send us photos. And, uh, Peter, thanks for being our first online yeah. guest. It yeah, worked thanks. out. I think it worked out tremendously. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, thanks a lot for having me. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, um, thanks. yeah, no, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for being on. And, um, oh shoot. Once again, we don't, don't have a way to end this. Um, Take us to the Weezer cruise. I don't know. (laughs) Bye. Bye.